Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That father made out with your grievous. Now, therefore, make thou the grievous service of thy father and his heavy yoke, which he put upon us, lighter, and we will serve thee. And he said unto them, Depart, yet for three days. Then come again to me. And the people departed. And King Rehoboam consulted with the old men that stood before Solomon, his father, while he yet lived, and said, How do ye advise that I may answer this people? And they spake unto him, saying, If thou wilt be a servant unto this people this day, and will serve them, and answer them, and speak good words to them, then they will be thy servant forever. But he forsook the counsel of the old men which they had given him, and consulted with the young men that were grown up with him, and which stood before him. And he said unto them, What counsel give ye, that we may answer this people, who have spoken to me, saying, Make the yoke which thy father did put upon us lighter? And the young men that were grown up with him spake unto him, saying, Thus shall thou speak unto, the pe- unto this people that spake unto thee, saying, that father made our yoke heavy, but make thou it lighter unto us. Thus shall thy say unto him, to them, My little finger shall be thicker than my father's loins. And now, there, and now whereas my father did lay you with a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father had chastised you with, with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day, as the king had appointed, saying, Come to me again the third day. And the king answered the people roughly and forsook the old men's counsel that they gave him and spake to them after the counsel of the young men, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, and I will add to your yoke. My father also chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. Wherefore the king hearkened not unto the people, for the cause was from the Lord, that he might perform his saying, which the Lord spake by Ahijah, the Shulamite, Shulamite, unto Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. So when all Israel saw that king hearkened not unto them, the people answered the king, saying, What portion have we in David? Neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse to your tents, O Israel. Now see to thy own house, David. So Israel departed unto their tent. But as for the children of Israel, which dwelt in the cities of Judah, Rehoboam ran over them. Then King Rehoboam sent Adoram, who was over the tribute, and all Israel stoned him with stones that he died. Therefore King Rehoboam made speed to get him up to his chariot to flee to to Jerusalem. So Israel rebelled against the house of David unto this day. And it came to pass when all Israel heard that Jeroboam was come again, that they sent and called him unto the congregation and made him king over all Israel. There was none that followed the house of David but the tribe of Judah only. 
And when Rehoboam was come to Jerusalem, he assembled all the house of Judah with the tribe of Benjamin and a hundred and fourscore thousand chosen men, which were warriors, to fight against the house of Israel to bring the kingdom again to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. But the word of God came unto Shemaiah, the man of God, saying, Speak unto Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, king of Judah, and unto all the house of Judah and Benjamin, and to the remnant of the people, saying, Thus said the Lord, You shall not go up, nor fight against your brethren and the children of Israel. Return every man to his house, for this thing is from me. Then hearken therefore to the word of the Lord, and return to depart according to the word of the Lord. Then Jeroboam built Sheshem in Mount Ephraim, and dwelt therein, and went out from thence, and built Penuel. And Jeroboam said in his heart, Now shall the kingdom return to the house of David. If this people go up to do sacrifice in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then shall the heart of the people return again unto their Lord, even unto Rehoboam, king of Judah. And they shall kill me, and go again to Rehoboam, king of Judah. Whereupon the king took counsel, and made two calves of gold, and said unto them, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold, thy gods of Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And he set the one in Bethel, and the other put he in Dan. And this thing became a sin, for the people went to worship before the one, even unto Dan. And he made a house of high places, and made priests of the lowest of the people, which were not of the sons of Levi. And Jeroboam, the, and Jeroboam ordained a feast in the eighth month, on the fifteenth day of the month, like unto the feast that is in Judah. And he offered upon the altar. So did he in Bethel, sacrificing unto the calves that he had made. And he placed in Bethel the priests of the high places which he had made. So he offered upon the altar which he had made in Bethel, the fifteenth day of the eighth month, even in the month which he had devised of his own heart, and ordained a feast unto the children of Israel, and he offered upon the altar and burnt incense. First King chapter 12, verse 1 through verse 33. May the Lord add the blessing to the reading here and do of his holy word. Amen. The Bible said that the word of the Lord, when it go forth, it would not return unto him void, but it shall accomplish what it is set out to do. Solomon sinned against God. The Bible said that strange women that he had married turned his heart away from God. And because of this, God told him that he was going to divide the kingdom. He was going to give ten tribes to Jeroboam. And he would leave a space in Israel for the house of David, for David's sake. And just what God said, this is what have came to pass. And now that it have came to pass, Rehoboam is stooping to the same level that Saul stooped to when he heard that David was become king over Israel. He tried to assassinate him, tried to kill him. One thing you can always remember, you can never assassinate the word of God. Regardless of whether you accept it, whether you believe in it, the word of God is going to remain the same. Say, before one jot, 
I want to let my word fall to the ground. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but me and my word shall stand forever. So there's nothing that we can do against the word. The only thing we can do is for the word. And so as, as our late pastor used to tell us, it's best that we change to the world, towards the word than the word to change toward us. The word is not going to change. It's going to remain the same. Amen. And so Rehoboam, what he tried to do to stop God's word from coming to pass, he was, gaining, he was uh, grouping people together to go out to fight against Israel that they may kill Jeroboam, that the, house of, that, the tri- that the nation of Israel will become one again under his command. But God sends Shemaiah, the prophet, and tells them, don't fight against your brethren, because this thing has come from me. And now that the people heard uh, the word of the prophet, Shemaiah, they believed what the prophet said. They received it. And what they did, they, go, they went back to their own house. They went back to their own tents. Amen. And did not rage war against their own brethren. You know, it's an easy thing for us to hear God's word and to receive it than to try and fight against it. Because to believe God's word and to act upon it is a blessing. But to, but to deny God's word and not receive it is a curse. And so it, it, we as people of God, we look for God to bless us that we can be a blessing to someone else through, through God's intervention in our lives. And so here, God intervened in the lives of these people that people's lives was not uh, destroyed. People's lives were saved because they received what the prophet said, that this thing came from God. Thank God that they didn't allow their flesh and their ego, amen, and their pride to get next to them to the point that they refused to hear what the man of God had to say. And this is what we do in our Sunday services and in our Bible study. We tell the people what thus says the Lord. Now it's up to you to receive it or to reject it. But God's word is going to remain the same. So now Jeroboam had become king. God had spoke to him through Ahijah, the prophet Ahijah, and told him that God was going to give him ten tribes and that if he would follow his commandments, keep his statutes and his judgment, and keep his heart directed toward him, that God would build him a sure house, as he did for King David. Now, you can't get no better than that. Everything God had said to Jeroboam, through the man of God, it came to pass. But now, since he'd been king now, been made king, the people have ordained him and anointed him to be king, over the ten tribes of the north, now he, 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 he persuades his own self and his own heart <clears throat> that if the people was to leave from, from out of Israel, from out of the northern kingdom, and go down to Jerusalem to worship, where the true worship was supposed to be held, because God said this is the place that he would place his name, he placed it in his own mind and in his own heart that if the people, would, if he would allow the people to go down there, that they would turn on him. Now, God already had to give him a word. God already had to give him a promise that he was going to be with him. He was going to build him a show house. All he had to do was walk up right before God. That's funny how we can sit and judge others, and with the same judgment we judge others, we find that same thing coming right back to our own house, falling right down on top of our own head. Now, he judged Solomon for what he did. 
and he and be and when he spoke out against Solomon, and Solomon wanted was was going to try and kill him, the Bible says he fled to Egypt. Now the people sent for him to come down from Egypt to be their king. And you would think after he received the word from the prophet, and he see all of the things that the prophet said to him at this, up until this point have came to pass, why should he feel to believe that if the people went down to Jerusalem to worship, that it would turn on him? The Bible said, God, be for us. Who can be against us? It's funny how some of us can believe God for things that we can receive, but we can't have enough faith to stand on the word of God when it's time that we face with difficulties. Now, he didn't know how this thing would turn out. All he had to do was just trust God. But what did he say? Jeroboam built Sheshem in Mount Ephraim and dwelt therein. And went out from thence and built Penuel. And Jeroboam said in his heart, not in his mind, but in his heart. <clears throat> now, what was the thing that caused God to split the, the, the kingdom from Solomon? His heart was turned away from God. Now he's saying in his heart something altogether different from what God then told him through the prophet. Now he just said in his heart, <clears throat> Now shall the kingdom return to the house of David. Now God had already told him, look, I'm going to split this house. How can we go against God? How can we go against what God had already said? God told him that he was going to split him and give him ten tribes, and God did that. So now he didn't fiend in his own heart that if these people go down to worship in Jerusalem, that the kingdom will return back to, to the house of David. But God said, if you walk upright and keep your heart directed towards me, keep my commandments and my statutes, I'm going to build your show house. That's something how when we rely on God for one thing, but then we try and do things on our own in another sense. If we trust God for one thing, why can't we trust him for the rest? Verse 1 and 7 say, if this people go up to, to do service in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then shall the heart of this people... Turn again unto their Lord, even unto Rehoboam, king of Judah, and they shall kill me and go again to Rehoboam of Judah. Now, that's when the devil playing tricks with your mind. That's when, when you're allowing the devil to play tricks with your mind. What did, what did uh, the songwriter say? God has spoken, so let the church say amen. Now, God had already spoken. All he had to do is just say amen and walk with God. Keep his commandments. Keep his statutes and do judgment with the people. And God was going to fight for him. You know, that's the thing that happens in our churches, Jay. People, you find some pastors, they'd be intimidated when their members want to go and, and, and visit another church. What they do, they try and kill and assassinate that pastor. They try and assassinate his character or what they're doing over at that church. Because they then heard that their members went somewhere in business. And they start speaking out against the pastor. Speaking out against the, 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 the church or the members. 
That's funny how people is so insecure in themselves if they know that this thing is coming from God. If it's about God, then why would we feel so insecure? You remember when Jesus had started his ministry? And, 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 and John the Baptist's disciples went to him and said that the people is following Jesus? And the, and, no, the, the people had told Jesus that, that some of the people had went with John the Baptist. What did he say? If, if they're not against me, then they're for me. So as long as we're doing, doing whatever we're doing, regardless of what house of worship we go in, as long as we're doing it as unto the Lord, why should we as pastors be so intimidated when members go to another church to go and visit? What God has for you is for you. Because you can't keep them. Only God can keep them. Only God can direct the hearts of people. But you find that in the church, where people feel intimidated when they hear that their member's going to visit somebody else's church. And sometimes they'll stand up and talk about it and say, well, you know, we, we were looking for, uh, for certain members to be here, and they wasn't here this Sunday, but, you know, but, but church went on. Try and make people feel bad because they went somewhere else and visited. Now, till this time to stop them from going to the house of God the place where God said that he would place and put his name at continually. He said, this is, place, this is the place that I have chosen to put my name in. And now that, the, that, that he didn't start perceiving in his own mind and in his heart that when it's time to go down to Jerusalem, when it's time for, for the go and worship, if the people go down there, then they, their heart's going to turn against me and they're going to want to stay down there, and then they're going to turn on me and kill me. But God didn't say none of that. God never told him that. This is what he didn't put in his own mind. The Bible said there's a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof is the ways of death. Now, he's, he's conceiving this in his own mind. The prophet didn't tell him this. Didn't come warn him about this, that don't let the people go down there. God didn't say anything to him concerning it. He's doing this of his own self. And a lot of times we say our greatest enemy is who? Ourselves. We don't have to worry about nobody else doing us bad. We do wrong to ourselves. Much more than people on our side can do to us. Because it's the decisions that we make. And sometimes decisions and things that we make, when it don't work out for us, we like to point the finger at somebody else and try and make, try and justify for what we did. If it wouldn't have been for them saying such and such, I would have never did it. If so and so wouldn't have came, I would have never went. No, you made the decision for yourself. If these people go up to, to do sacrifice in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then shall the heart of this people turn again unto their Lord, even unto Rehoboam, king of Judah. And they shall kill me and go again to Rehoboam, king of Judah. Verse 20, it says, Whereupon the king took counsel and made two camps of gold and said unto them, It is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Behold, thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Now, when I read that, this is the thing here that captured my attention. When he took counsel, who do you think he took counsel with? He took counsel with them same old men 
that tried to give counsel to Rehoboam about the, the, the hard yokes that, they, that his father had placed upon them. He didn't take counsel with himself. He took counsel with, with, the, with, the, with the elders of those other tribes that was with him. Now, you would think that they would have told him better. You would think that they would encourage him not to do this thing because this is not of God. And this is what we have in our society, when people try to change things around, change laws around to fit their own purpose and their own, own, own privileges so that they can get votes of the people, so they can be elected in the office. But they say, look, if you put me in office, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote, I'm going to uh, 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 approve same-sex marriage in this state. If you put me in office, you know, we don't have to have prayers in school because this is against people's uh, 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 rights. All of these things. But when 9-11 came, what they started? They started the National Day of Prayers. They wanted the National Day of Prayers once 9-11 hit. They ain't saying nothing about the ACLU and talking about bringing the, the people to court for praying. But they, they, had, they had, had put a law that it was against the Constitution, constitutional rights of others to have prayers in school. And when prayers stopped in school, the enemy went in there and started killing about children. The teachers started having sex with the children. Even the police that they put on the campuses, then it started having sex. Like you said, it was on the news. This, this police officer that was on this campus had, was having sex with this 14-year-old child. This is the kind of stuff that went into the school when it took prayers out. So anything that we, we subject God out of, well, then the enemy going to go in. What the Bible said, when the house is swept clean, then seven, seven more demons, more, more wicked than the ones that he swept out, going to enter in. And so when they took God out, the house was swept clean. And now the enemy had gone in there, and every time you look around, it became a common thing to hear people hearing, hearing about people going to a school shooting. It became common. When you hear teachers going to jail, being arrested because they was having sex or they got pregnant for one of the, the students, it then it become a commonplace thing now. But we never heard of that before. We never heard of that before. Now, look at the flip side of this coin. You got children that's of different nationalities in these schools. And you have them to stand up and put their hand over their heart to pledge allegiance to a flag. But they can't pledge allegiance to God. You want to make them stand up and pledge allegiance to a flag, but you can't have prayers in school for God and ask for God's safety and protection. As soon as they took God out, the enemy came in. And so now Jeroboam is trying to keep them from going down to Jerusalem to do true worship. the place that God had placed his name. Just because God had divided them because of the sin of Solomon did not mean for them to not come down to Jerusalem to worship. Whereupon the king took counsel. He took counsel. 
He didn't do it on his own. He took counsel. He consulted with other people about what he was going to do to keep the people from going down to Jerusalem. And he made two calves of gold and said unto them, it is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Now he's trying to convince them that, look, it's too hard for you to go down there. You don't need to go down there. We're going to do something here where you can have the same worship here that you had down there. Behold thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. Now, this is where you, I, I, I've heard you say, and many other people say, you got to know the Bible for yourself. You got to know the word of God for yourself. Now, he's telling them, look what brought you up out of Egypt. These are your gods. Something that he made out of gold. Something that he assembled with his own hand. And he told him, look, this is the thing that got you freed from out of Egypt. Somebody out of those ten tribes, one of those elders that was over those ten tribes, should have knew something better. And said, look, this is not the God that brought us up out of Egypt. This is not the God that brought us up out of Egypt. But what they did, they went along with it. And when, what they say, either you are part of the problem or you're part of the solution. So when you're not a part of the solution, you become a part of the problem. So since they didn't want, want to be a part of the solution, they became a part of the problem. Because they agreed. They agreed with what Jeroboam said. Verse 29 says, and he set the one in Bethel, and the other he put in Dan. He's making things convenient. Whatever place you want to go and worship, look, we got something here for you to go and worship. Now, it's not going to get any better now. It's going to get even worse what he's going to do here. So he's blocking the way on both ends. In other words, like they say in the business world, he's corning in the market. He's corning in the market to keep them right there. In, in northern Israel to keep them from going down to Jerusalem to worship. And so he's going to corner the market and put places where they can go and worship. Regardless of where you station at in this nation, we got a place for you to go and worship. And this thing became a sin. There it is. He, he ain't been in that. The ink ain't dried all, on the paper good for him. And this thing became a sin for the people went to worship before the one even unto Dan. And so what he did, he caused the people to sin. He caused the people to, to be in error. What did the Bible say? The Bible said that if you change any part of the word, he said, then I would take your name from out of the book of life. And if you add anything to the word, he said, I'll add the play that is written in this book into your life. It's a dangerous thing to fool, with, fool around with the word of God. If you know the truth, even if you're not living it, it's best for you to tell it. And this thing became a sin for the people went to worship before the one even unto Dan. And he made a house of high places and made priests of the lords of the people. 
He built a place, a high place, where they go and burn incense. Idols that he placed, that they placed their place to go to like to an altar. And he didn't only do that. What else he did? He made priests of the, of the, of the lowest people. Who can make a priest? Only God. Only God could call you to that position. God had told him when they was yet in the wilderness, before they got to the promised land, that he chose the tribe of Levi to become the Levitical priesthood, that they would do the business in the house of God. And that the sons of Abraham, of, 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 uh, uh, not Abraham, the sons of uh, Aaron, the sons of Aaron would become the priests. But here, he's making priests of the lawyers of the people. They didn't, got, they didn't come from the tribe of Levi. They didn't come from the tribe of Levi. He just, picked them, he just handpicked them by himself. And that's bad. When you handpick people just because you know them, you like them, they kin to you, there's nothing but confusion and trouble that comes in the house of God. And people who God have really called to a position, they can't operate and the people can't be blessed because here you're putting people in position that you didn't handpick. God have no, no choice in the matter. You're doing all the choosing. And he made a house of high places and made priests of the lords of the people, which were not of the sons of Levi. So if it wasn't from the house, from the tribe of Levi, there was false prophets. There was not a true priest that could go and make prayers for the people. This was, the, this was what they was there for. The high priest went into the Holy of Holiness to, a, to, to make atonement for the nation of Israel. The priest was the ones who brought, brought the, the sacrifices to be burnt on the altar for the people, for the sins of the people. But here he's got people here that he's putting in place that's not even from the tribe of Levi. So how in the world could they get a prayer through? How could these sacrifices, these gifts, how could God accept it? What did God tell, tell Cain? If you would have given like your brother Abel had, he said, would not I have accepted it at your hand? He said, but now... Sin lied at your door. And so he had an opportunity to change, but he didn't change. Rather change what he did. He got angry enough to kill his own brother. And so here they go and make sacrifices, and it's not going up to God. God is not accepting these sacrifices because it's not the people who are supposed to make the sacrifices to God. He's not even hearing them. And Jeroboam ordained a feast in the eighth month, on the fifteenth day of the month, like unto the feast that is in Judah. And he offered upon the altar, so did he in Bethel, sacrificing unto the calves that he had made. Who he sacrificed? Not to God, but to the calves that he told the people that these are the things, these are, this is the God that brought you up out of Egypt. Now, the history, you know, Israel always had history. They always wrote things down in the book where they came from. Certain things that happened to them as they walked through the wilderness to the promised land. And they, and they should have known the, the sin that Aaron had committed when he made the calves, the golden calves, when Moses had went into the mountain to get the Ten Commandments. But here they commit the same crime. Now God has given us the word so we don't have to live by trial and error. They had the word. But here he's making the same error that Aaron made. 
And the same word he said is the same word that Aaron said to the children of Israel. said, this is the God that brought you out of Egypt. So did he in Bethel sacrificing them to the calves that he had made. And he placed in Bethel the priests of the high places which he had made. So he offered upon the altar which he had made in Bethel the 15th day of the eighth month, even in the month which he had devised in his own heart. He devised this. Although it wasn't the actual day that they were supposed to make an atonement, the day that God had, had picked for the children to come before him, he said he, he made his own day. He picked his own month and his own day. Now, would that show us how we get certain things so different in, in a church? One church doing it this way, another church doing it that way. Why? Because some people devise it in their own heart so they can impress people. That's the only reason why people do things that are different from other churches that's doing them. They're trying to impress people to come to their church. Not to come to God, but to come to their church. And our duty and our job is to, is to do what? Point people to Christ, not to us. He that wished to be the greatest among you, let him become the servant of them all. So he offered upon the altar which he had made in Bethel, the 15th day of the eighth month, even in the month which he had devised in his own heart and ordained a feast unto the children of Israel, and he offered upon the altar and burnt incense. So now he didn't got worse than what Solomon did. At least the women changed him. But here he divided these things in his own heart. If you notice, these last verses is everything that he did. God had nothing to do with it. Everything that was done, he did. What he had devised in his heart, what he made, what he told the children of Israel, everything was about him. <coughs> and when we make everything about us, then people miss God. They miss God because they only see you. Oh, yes, God holds him responsible because now, now he's misleading the people. No, I'm talking about him. I didn't say the people. Him. He was going to pay for it. <coughs> he misleading the people now. The thing about it, although he misleading them, they still should know better. They still should know better because they still had, they still had the Pentateuch. They still had the law of God. They had, they had the scroll. They call it a scroll. They still had that. It was all written down from the time that God called out Abraham. How many times we saw in the Bible where they say, the God of Abraham, our father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So they had, they, had, they had the word just like us. You know, when people get in trouble with the law, you know what they, they say? You can't hide behind the ignorance of, of not knowing the law. Same thing with the word of God. We can't, if you're in the house of God, you're supposed to be a Christian. Therefore, you should know the word. You should know it for yourself. Let every man be persuaded in his own heart. 
And how are we persuaded? Because we have heard the word. And we know that the word is the truth.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.